This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Tonight, we are going to be talking about the interview that is making tons of headlines with former President Donald Trump and John Katsimatidis, the host of Cats at Night on WABC Radio, um, also owner and operator of WABC Radio and one of the great businessmen, I think, of all time. He is also the chairman and CEO of Red Apple Group, owner of Red Apple Media, which syndicates the Rita Cosby Show. So we're going to be actually talking to the man himself, John Katsimatidis, about his reaction to what I thought was a blockbuster interview with the former president on a range of topics to what should happen at the border. What does he think about the nuclear threats? What does he think indeed about oil? Donald Trump also talked about New York City crime and how bad things are getting in New York. And he also talked about oil independence and actually drew a very interesting point about the situation with oil dependence now, basically, under this president and how that really can trace back to the creation of where we are in terms of the economy and inflation and so many huge issues. Uh, it was a blockbuster interview, and we're going to be asking John Katsimatidis in just about a minute or two his thoughts as to what he thought were some of the big remarkable headlines. And I want to get your reaction. We're going to be talking about it here on the Rita Cosby Show, playing lots of this interview, because John asked him a lot of questions that I don't think the president has been asked before on a number of levels. And it made for a fascinating discussion about where the president sees himself, where he sees his place in history, what he thinks about President Biden, what he thinks certainly about the Ukraine-Russia war. I mean, there were so many really powerful layers. And I will definitely be taking your calls this hour to get your reaction to all of it as to where you think this president is headed. Do you think he is going to run again? Do you think that indeed President Trump is the man to beat for 2024? What are your thoughts, everybody? It's one 800 1-800-848-9222. My thoughts after hearing him was that, indeed, he is preparing for 2024. And he basically, his message is, miss me yet, because he could say a series of things, whether it's border, whether it's crime, whether it's oil prices, whether it's a variety of whole bunch of different things that have been affecting our country. And as a result of that, I thought John Katsimatidis gave a blockbuster interview with the president and a really revealing one where I heard some interesting answers that he has not been asked before in terms of questions and he provided different details 
um, and definitely sounded very measured. I thought it sounded very thoughtful, and I thought it was a blockbuster interview on so many different levels. Here's a little bit uh, where John Katsimatidi started off the interview with a really great question, saying, what keeps you up at night, President Trump? Take a listen to this. Uh, Mr. President, tell us, what are the things that keep you up at night right now? Well, that's a very interesting question. Haven't been asked that question that way in a long time. First of all, hello, John, and you've been my friend for a long time, and I'm proud of you, the job you've done. Really proud. Everybody is. Uh, We look at what's going on in the world, and I think more than anything else, I think we could end up in World War III, and it could be uh, all of the horrible things that took place in Ukraine. Looks like it's going to happen in China with Taiwan, as you know, and you see what's going on over there. But What's happened in Ukraine should have never, ever happened. And now the word nuclear is being discussed. And I think that's one of the most dangerous things. That's, uh, I think we're at the most dangerous time maybe in, in many, many years, maybe ever because of the power of nuclear for a major nation that's equal with us on nuclear power to be throwing around the word cavalierly like nuclear is uh, is a very bad time, a very bad time for this country, and a very bad and a very dangerous time for the world, John. And that was just a clip of the exclusive interview that aired a little bit earlier on Cats at Night. And joining us now is the man himself, one of the greatest business leaders in America and I think around the world, also the chairman and CEO of the Red Apple Group, owner of Red Apple Media, of course, which carries and owns the Rita Cosby Show. And, John, I'm so happy to have you here on tonight. Well, thank you, Rita. It's been a long day for uh, for all of us, but uh, I just got home, and uh, uh, and it was an interesting day. And uh, President Trump's uh, office called me, and President Trump wanted to go on today. And uh, he says, uh, we only have 15 minutes for you. I said, fine. And we kept going. I think we went over a little bit over 20 minutes. And uh, me and uh, President Trump, uh, we know each other for 40 years. Um, we probably could have gone on for two hours if uh, time permitted. Uh, but uh, uh, we covered a lot of subjects. And, uh, and, and I asked them questions that were uh, what concerns a lot of people. And he was very forthcoming, and he was very decisive. And uh, I, I guess some of the, the big questions, Rita, were, A, what keeps you up at night, that uh, something stupid is going to happen, in the, whether with Putin or, or somebody else, a, a nuclear bomb will be set off. That's what keeps him up at night. Uh, second of all is the fact that... Uh, 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 Ukraine. Putin would have never, ever, ever gone into Ukraine if President Trump were were president, because he knew that uh, he. How do you say it? he doesn't? President Trump would not take any crap. Exactly. They, res- they respected him for that. And uh, what was your reaction, Rita? I, by the way, I thought those two were powerful. I thought also, John. Um, and we're going to be playing lots of your interview tonight on the show because I just thought it was absolutely fantastic, John. You got some great answers uh, from him and really insightful. I thought also where he described why also uh, Putin took advantage of this moment, not only because 
it was President Trump not in power. You know, it was Biden who he saw as a weaker president, but also where President Trump said Afghanistan, that Afghanistan played a huge role, he thinks, in just sort of lowering, I think, unfortunately, the world standing the way that President Biden handled that. I thought that was really fascinating. And also where he said about the border that it's time to get tough and that drug dealers, there should be a death penalty for major drug dealers, that that's the way to clamp down. It it, it was such a stark contrast to the it open was, border. It was interesting that you said uh, some of these uh, drug terrorists, these drug dealers, is each responsible for about 500 murders of Americans. Yeah, that was stunning. Stunning. And uh, I said to them that uh, uh, we had about uh, between the whole Vietnam War, the whole uh, Korean War, and the whole Afghanistan War, we lost 50, 50, and 7, 107,000 people. And in the last 12 months, Rita, we lost 140,000 Americans from drugs from the border. Now, he said, came back to me and said he thought it was much more than that. He thought it could have been as much as 250. I, You know, he does still gets intelligence reports, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that was really, I thought, illuminating. And also, you know, that it reminded me, John, too, of what a stark contrast President Trump, what he said to you in that great interview, compared to President Biden now. Uh, President Biden, who we've got this open, leaky sieve border, and yet here is President Trump saying, I believe in even death penalty for these drug dealers responsible for the 500 deaths. It just showed someone who really understood national security, international security. The other thing, too, you two talked about Bagram base over there in Afghanistan um, and saying that he never would have abandoned Bagram. Of course, his plan was ultimately to get out of Afghanistan. But he said, I would have done it a whole different way. And I never would have let Bagram fall into the hands or potentially soon into the hands of China because it has that long runway. I thought that was really fascinating. It shows another disastrous decision by Biden. Well, you need those long runways for those U-2 type missions. I forget to be with the new super duper uh, spy planes we have, uh, but they need those long runways. And uh, that that base costs like three, four billion dollars to build, and we just turned it over. We gave it to the Chinese. I mean, you know, the American people can't fathom how bad things happened in the last uh, uh, since uh, the uh, President Biden has taken over. One of the other things, too, and everybody, we're talking to the great John Katsimatidis, who did an amazing exclusive interview with President Trump. We're going to be playing it through the hour here on the Rita Cosby Show. And, John, you also talked about energy and the cost. I thought he very clearly stated uh, and talked about how so much of what's happening in our economy and really around the world is the price of oil and how we were oil independent under him, and we were about to be, you know, uh, selling oil to all over the globe. And the fact that he was talking about what happened with the strategic oil reserves, that he is just stunned at how Biden has put us in such a precarious situation using the strategic oil reserves. Also, the fact that now we are no longer, as you know all too well, because you're, you're such a great oil executive, that, that we do not have 
the oil independence. And that can be traced to inflation. That can be traced to all of these problems, a lot of it back to Biden's policies. And the only other person I know that has made that point so clearly is a guy named John Katzmatidis, who said it on Fox Business. Because I remember after you were on Fox Business, you made the same point. Rita. (laughs) Rita, it gets worse. And the last two days, President Biden has said he's going to sell all the strategic uh, oil reserves, sell all the strategic oil reserves because he wants to use that money to buy more solar cells and more uh, electric energy. I mean, you can't make this up. You can't. You and, can't and of course, make it up. and of course, that means China, John, because they're the ones who have all the solar panels and the raw materials over there. I mean, and we, you need lithium to make uh, the uh, electric batteries. And the batteries and the lithium is in Afghanistan, and we gave it to China. Unbelievable. And one further thing is the fact that it's just mind-boggling what's going on. China makes most of the batteries. Oh, the other question came up. Why does Biden, ever since Biden became president, he shut down North America for maximizing oil. Now, uh, we're producing right now between the United States and Canada about 16, 17 million barrels a day, and we're capable of producing 21. Now, why don't we do it? First of all, the Alaska pipeline, which we own, it's the United States Alaska pipeline. We used to ship 2 million barrels a day. Right now, we're only shipping 375,000. Oh. And, 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 and I said to him, why are we going to Saudi Arabia, begging them for 100,000 barrels a day, begging the Russians for more, begging the Iranians, begging the Venezuelans, when we have all the oil we need in North America? And the other question came up, and he says that, that the White House has said, well, if we raise the price of oil high enough, the people will, will say, thank you, thank God we're going to have electric cars. <laughs> right, so, so it's squeeze all, it's us. It's all one big game, one big game, Marita. It's amazing. And, John, too, um, the other point that – and everybody, we're talking to the great John Katsimatidis, who just did a blockbuster interview. We're going to be running it throughout the hour uh, with President Trump, former President Trump. He pointed out – that we could have had more than Russia and Saudi Arabia combined uh, on the path that we were in. Just think about how Russia would have no bargaining chip right now with Europe, or think about not just the effect on America, but the world. It's really absolutely just, it's so disheartening to hear about the policies that were in place, that all because he wanted to dismantle uh, Trump's policies, Biden has done, you know, a 180 to appease these left groups. The other thing is crime, too, John. I want to make sure we get to that because he had some comments for Letitia James with you, too, and, and talked about how sad he was to see New York. Well, I was, I was sad that, look, Letitia did what she did. You know, she's a friend of mine. And, and the fact is uh, that, uh, all right, if you, you're going after the president, that's one thing. But I didn't understand why uh, she went after his kids. Right. And that, to me, that was sad. And absolutely. And Bill Barr, former attorney general, said the same thing, that it's overreach. Before I let you go, John, your thoughts after hearing him. I was listening. I was glued to the whole interview. And I thought, boy, he really said 
clearly what he did and how it contrasts the current president. I thought it was one of his best interviews. It was very measured, very presidential, if you will. Do you think, first off, this is the Trump that needs to put his face forward for the next race? And do you think he's going to run? To me, he sounded like a presidential candidate. Uh, My gut feeling is he does want to run. Um, and But I don't think he should announce before the uh, if he's going to do it before the congressional elections or the senatorial elections, because you don't want to use one as an excuse against the other. And I told him, uh, you know, people don't want to blame you for one way or another. And I said, whatever you want to do, I think you should do it later. One thousand percent. By the way, I thought the interview A plus, A plus, and I thought he came across so, um, you know, the two of you talking, uh, you know, on equal terms, you could tell he has such love and respect for you, as we all do, John. And um, I just thought it was a blockbuster interview. Bravo, bravo, bravo. And I think you're right. I think he should wait until after the midterms and then make his decision. But I think if he came across like he did with you, um, it's a home run. Absolutely. Uh, I don't see anybody that could lay a glove on him. Of all the possible Republican candidates, uh, I don't see anybody that can lay a glove on him. And uh, on the Democratic end, um, I don't think it's going to be Joe Biden. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I don't think Joe Biden could have done an interview with you like that on switching topics. So, like you said, so... A zone so well, well the prepared. The only other <laughs> person I've ever interviewed or I've had a, a relationship with that that's that smart is uh, President Bill Clinton. Uh, the son of a gun uh, is so smart he he could answer questions. I remember we used to have dinner parties for twenty five people. Twenty five people uh, questions answered everyone in detail. Wow. Wow. No, he was a, a he truly is also a very, very smart man. Absolutely. And um, and I thought Trump was on his game today. Um, and you certainly asked amazing, amazing questions. John Katzenmatidi, so great to have you here on the Rita Cosby show on the greatest network, the Red Apple Audio Network, of course, the best in the world. So thank you so much for joining us, John. And what a great interview. Thank you, and we'll catch up soon. Thank you. Look forward to it, John. Thanks so much. Have a good night. You Take too. Care. Thank you. And everybody, we're taking your calls. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we are going to play more clips of this Blockbuster exclusive interview uh, that I agree with John. I I think he's eyeing a candidacy. And I do think, regardless of whatever he does, he should make the decision after the midterms. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. 
And throughout the hour, we are going to be playing clips from this blockbuster interview that John Katsimatidis, who you just heard on the show, um, the owner and operator, of course, of Red Apple Media, which broadcasts this show. He did a blockbuster interview talking about lots of topics and including one of the things that John Katsimatidis asked former President Trump was about not drilling in America. And President Trump talked about how it's hurt us economically and also from an international security standpoint that we're not taking advantage of oil that we have here in America, especially right now. We are sitting on top of liquid gold. We have 500 years worth of energy at our feet, and we make it clean and natural gas, which is clean. But we have years we have we have such a more than anybody else more than any country yeah and we do but yet we are not doing it wow let's real quick uh go to bj in queens bj line four your thoughts these were two excellent titans that you see all the cards laid on the table excellent interview uh the good news is trump will be able to undo a lot of biden's damage uh, and also, you have a situation where Trump never knew how badly entrenched the swamp was back in 2016. He now knows it. We need him more than ever. Get out and vote in November. Get out and vote in 2024. All right, BJ, great points. We'll continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a powerful story coming from Iowa City, Iowa. Officers Daniel Bozen and Ivan Rossi have been awarded the Iowa City Police Department's life-saving commendation for their work in helping save a man's life. Last month, the two officers responded to a call of a stabbing in Iowa City with a potentially dangerous and chaotic scene. Uh, the officers were basically the only ones that were able to access the home while the ambulance service was required to stage outside of the immediate vicinity. So the officers quickly identified the victim who was suffering from a very deep cut to the arm caused by a machete attack. The officer, Officer Bozen and Officer Rossi, applied a quick tourniquet to the victim who was excessively losing blood and making comments that they feared that they were going to quickly die. While the victim was on the verge of losing consciousness, the officers made the decision to carry the victim to the ambulance. The victim was taken to an emergency room and underwent surgery. And the chief of police there in Iowa City said these officers' calm and decisive actions in the very chaotic scene saved the victim's life. Their actions reflect positively on the police department, and it's an example of how our commitment to serving the public with courage and compassion always happens. And how beautiful to see that. And it is another great shout-out to our wonderful men and women in blue and what they do every day to save lives, including this case in Iowa City. Well, we know that President Trump is an enormous supporter of our law enforcement and also enormous supporter of protecting our borders and protecting the world. And in a blockbuster interview that took place just a little bit ago on Cats at Night uh, with the great businessman and also host of the top show there, Cats at Night on 77 WABC, John Katsimatidis talked to the former president 
and asked him about Putin, Ukraine and Afghanistan. It was really interesting because President Trump said he firmly believes, as most Americans do, if you look at some of the latest polls, clearly that they believe that Putin would not have invaded Ukraine if President Trump was in office, that President Putin saw weakness with Biden, also saw what happened in Afghanistan, the disastrous pullout, and all of that contributed to basically Putin going into Ukraine, seizing the moment, seizing the moment of weakness that he saw in President Biden. Take a listen to this really powerful exchange. People are saying, and whether it's your friends or or not your friends, they all say, well, I guess if, uh, if President Trump was still president, that Putin would not have entered the Ukraine. What say you about that? It would have never happened that he would have done that. It would have never happened. I spoke to him. I got along with him very well. I spoke to him. I understood him. He understood me probably. But I understood him well, and he would have never done it. And he didn't do it, John. You know, four years plus a long campaign, he never did it and never contemplated doing it at that time. And I think, frankly, with the travesty in Afghanistan, the way we got out, I think he looked at that and he looked at the leadership, looked at what happened with the military where we moved our military out first, left 85 billion, John, you know what billion is better than anybody, $85 billion worth of the best equipment, military equipment in the world, left American citizens, left uh, dead soldiers. Think of it, dead soldiers. It was such a disaster. I think it was the most embarrassing and horrible moment, just about the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country. I think Putin saw that, but he would have never done it. That would have never been a problem. He was not going to go into Ukraine, and he understood the consequences. But now he's there, and you're going to have hundreds of thousands of people die, and and uh, you've already had far greater than the numbers they're broadcasting. When they wipe out cities like they're doing, you're not losing three people. They'll say two people died and, you know, nine buildings were knocked down. Two people died. It's much worse than anybody knows. And this is something that would have never happened, John. And also President Trump and John Katsimatidis talked about the role of the terrible withdrawal of Afghanistan and how that also not only is bad for America, but it actually turns out to be good for China, of all things. Take a listen. We talked, uh, uh, we brought up Afghanistan just now and, and we left, uh, $85 billion worth of equipment behind. Uh, we left back at the, uh, our old Air Force base that the Chinese are using now as a base, right. I guess. And, uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any no. sense that uh, this all happened. No. What, what say no. you about that? I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, the, the generals themselves, uh, they haven't stood up and said this was crazy? It doesn't make sense, John, and a lot of things don't make sense. Uh, inflation doesn't make sense, totally unnecessary. That was caused by oil. That was caused by energy prices. Now it's caused by everything. Now it's beyond that. But you look at that. Open borders don't make sense, John. I mean, you probably sit there as somebody with great common sense and very smart and you probably looked at that and say, it's not possible that somebody could want to do this. We have millions of people pouring into our country. We have no idea where they're from. And many of them come from prisons from lots of other countries. They're prisoners and they're, they're hardened, uh, dangerous people. And, you know, that doesn't make sense. And no voter ID doesn't make sense. I mean, who would think no voter ID? Even the Democrats want voter ID, but they don't want to have voter ID. A lot of things don't make sense, John, but certainly – 
the way we got out, where we took our soldiers out first. And remember, when I was there, 18 months, not one American soldier was killed. And they understand you can't do that. And I'm the one that got it started to get us out because we've been there for 21 years. But to leave Bagram, now Bagram is the base you're talking about, and that's one hour away from the Chinese nuclear plant. That's where they make their nuclear weapons. So they're one hour away in Bagram. And now China, from what I'm hearing, China has either taken it over or will take it over. I wasn't going to keep that for Afghanistan. I was going to keep that because of China. So I would have never given that. That cost billions of dollars many years ago to build a perfect location for us in terms of China, forgetting about Afghanistan. And we gave that up, and now China is occupying it, or at least partially occupying it. Soon they will occupy the whole thing. Largest, most powerful runways in the world. You have to see this place. This was built to stay, and the Chinese have it now. Wow. That is a blockbuster. Think about that, because he was planning on pulling out of Afghanistan, would never have done it the way that President Biden did making sure first everybody was out as opposed to suddenly just leaving and leaving everybody high and dry. And what he was saying to John Katzmatidis is basically that was so strategic because it is one hour away uh, from uh, Chinese nuclear plant. I mean, that is a huge deal. So strategically, it is such a disaster. And I thought that was incredibly revealing about what we have done by not just abandoning them, but also emboldening China at the same time. What a mess. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jimmy, line one. Um, Jimmy, I thought this was a blockbuster interview, and I thought Donald Trump uh, was terrific. I thought John's questions were great. It was it was so insightful. I thought it was great, too. John Katsimatidis is a smart man. Besides being successful in business, his strong suit is the common sense, and Trump, of course, is, I think, a, a great guy. You know, uh Katsimatidis twice recently mentioned uh, Sun Tzu and the art of war. He must have heard me on your show and Giuliani. I wish I could meet with uh, Trump's family, Trump's people, or Katsimatidis because I could give a background. A lot of this stuff that seems crazy and stupid makes perfect sense. But you have to understand that Biden is not working on our side. Remember, uh, during the what they call the Cold War, Biden was on the enemy side during the Cold War. Well, and by That's the way, and Jimmy, issue. too, one of the things uh, that Trump, it was an interesting exchange that he had with John uh, Katsimatidis, where he basically was saying that the way of life that's changed in America, think, my goodness, in the last two years, how much has changed in America with all these sort of woke policies and the green energy and you think about, uh, you know, CRT and education. And he basically said, this is more than socialism. It's communism. Um, and he was referring to just the lack of law and order in a lot of American cities, too. And I, and that was also a really powerful, powerful moment. Um, and in fact, I want to play that. This is cut five. Um, let me I'll, I'm going to play this, Jimmy, because you also reminded me of this here. Listen to this exchange. We're under attack in so many. They want to change our way of life in America. Right. Our religion is under attack. Our borders are under attack. Our, our education system. We're number. Our kids are number twenty-five or twenty-six in the world in education. Who in the world is smart enough to attack us on so many fronts? 
So I believe it's much more than socialism. I think it's communism. If you look at what's going on in our country and you look at what's happening in some of our in mo almost all of our Democrat run cities, uh, virtually all look at L.A., look at Chicago, look at what's happening in Chicago, look at New York, look at what's happening at, at, in cities within New York State. I mean, you go up to the various cities in New York State. It's like it's a horror show. And it's uh, there's got to be law and order. It's very simple. There's got to be law and order. When you, you started off by saying it doesn't make sense, these things, because from a common sense standpoint, you know, you're a conservative guy, but you're really a person with common sense. And, and me, too. If people say you conservative. I said I'm common sense. You got to have borders. You have to have this. You have to have that. But if you don't stop what this is like a crime wave. People don't want to go to these cities anymore. They don't want to go to New York. They're afraid to go to a restaurant. Women are afraid to put on jewelry because it's going to be stolen right off their necks. They, I mean, literally, women now, you go to restaurants, they're afraid to wear jewelry. And uh, it's, it's so sad what's happened to, you know, places, frankly, like New York and like Chicago and big, big chunks of our city and our beautiful, shining cities, these cities that were, were the talk of the world are being just decimated. And if it doesn't stop fast, John, it's never, you're never going to be able to bring them back. Wow. Very, very powerful. And he also talked about Biden's sort of plan in the middle of it all with skyrocketing crime and so many other things. Biden's push for electric cars, who, again, who's it helping? Not America. It's helping China. Take a listen to what Trump told John. When they go electric, the batteries, China has all of the material that go into the batteries and we have virtually none of it. So they're taking our advantage of oil and they're moving it to China's advantage so China can have all the electric at once because its earth gives them what you need for a battery. Ours doesn't. We are playing right into their hands. It's the most incredible thing. Wow. Really fascinating. And him looking back at how different the world is, how different our priorities are because of leadership in this country and I thought, by the way, I thought he came across as measured. He came across as a super smart businessman, came across as a president, came across in control. I mean, we have a president now who's trying to figure out which, where's the, where's the chair? Where's the exit? Who do I talk to? Can you imagine if somebody ever said to President Trump, um, uh, you cannot answer questions now. He'd say, um, excuse me, you're fired. <laughs> and for, you know, it, it, like he, this is clearly somebody who has a command. And as you just heard from John Katzenmatidis, one of the smartest guys that he knows, also, he said Bill Clinton, which I agree, also could answer almost any question, talk to anybody about anything. The guy was a Rhodes Scholar, remember? Um, but really fascinating points about how Afghanistan played a role, um, how this president, President Biden, looks weak pulling out, how we have acquiesced to China, only advanced China. And undermined ourselves on so many different levels, whether it's militarily, whether it's with oil, whether it's economically. I mean, there are just so many layers to this. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. What did you learn from this blockbuster interview? And did it sound to you like a future presidential candidate that President Trump is going to run again? I think so. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to George. Line one. George, your reaction to all this. Hi, Rita. How are you? I'm good. What did you think, George? 
Listen, I have to tell you that with all this thing going on with with uh, with Afghanistan, I had no idea about that airport until the John Cox Matidis interview. Uh, I had no idea that that airport was given up to China, and I think that right alone shows where the allies are and the kind of president that Trump is versus the kind of president that we have now, which is not forward-thinking at all. It's just want to undo everything that he did. And that airport alone, that military uh, strategic give-up, has just told me a lot. And I'm so thankful for that interview and for you even bringing it up because I had no idea. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, too. And, and I've been over in Bagram. I've been, I was over in Afghanistan with the troops years ago. Um, but I did not realize that it was so close to the Chinese nuclear facility and that there was a real strategic reason that China wanted it other than to, you know, have a, a major huge airport. But I thought that was fascinating. And, and you know what? You know what? It's stunning, George, because why, first of all, would you ever surrender the airport that has one of the longest runways in the world, potentially? Um, also, it was a prison. Remember, there was a prison at Bagram that had thousands of some of the worst of the worst that got let right out as soon as Biden pulled out. So, you know, haphazardly. And now we find out that China, not only are the Taliban and ISIS-K and all those groups reconstituting in a big way and planning, you know, potentially future terror attacks. It's like a terrorist cauldron over there now. We know that they just took out a terrorist not too long ago there. Um, but in addition to that, we also now finding out that it benefited China in such a big way. I mean, why would you ever do that? I mean, to me, it's it's unfathomable. It's almost like the same reason of why would you keep the border open? You know, it's like it's such a national security threat. It's such a huge international security threat, George. It's like it's like, you know, oh, who's one of our biggest adversaries? Let's make it easier for them and make it much more difficult for us. It, it's almost inconceivable that a U.S. president didn't didn't even think that way or didn't care. What, what's your reaction to that, George? If if I may, just one more comment that really really brings everything out is when Trump said it's not socialism, it's communism that he thinks is the real enemy. And if you look at the Russian government, you look at the Chinese government. China's the, in my opinion, the the communistic stronghold in the world right now. And they're the real sleeping giants. We see Russia's weakness with how it's handling Ukraine. And we see all these all these strategic things that are happening. And, and China's the one that's coming up and gaining this power little by little. Which is and why we shouldn't be benefiting the them. George, you hit it on the head. Yeah. That's exactly why we shouldn't be doing them enormous favors, like giving them the longest runway in the world, right? Giving them Afghanistan with, with the lithium batteries. Asking them for solar power, uh, for the solar panels. The the John Cotton interview with Trump was brought a lot of that out. Where it's it's true, and we really need we really need somebody back in the presidency as well that's going to give America back its power. The, the fact that we sit on 500 years of fossil fuel, there's no reason for us to be second to anyone right now. One thousand percent, and Trump described it as quote liquid gold that we're sitting on, and yet. We are now in a position where essentially our strategic oil reserves are depleted and to the point where they're being sold and given to others. And that puts us in an unbelievably precarious situation. And the president, President Biden, is like, uh, oh, high oil prices, high gas prices, high this, high that. Oh, well, we have to turn to green energy, like using it to turn like that's why we have to do electric cars. 
Uh, that's not the solution. The solution is going back to what's worked and what's worked in this country for so long. And I thought that was highlighted so powerfully in that interview. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. What did you make of President Trump sounding very presidential and sounding like he's putting America first? And he's not thinking about doing any favors on green energy or elsewhere for China. Unlike, I think, the president we have in office. It is stunning. 1-800-848-9222. And I'll continue with your calls after the break, everybody. The Rita Cosby Show. And coming up, everybody, in the next hour, we're going to play more of this blockbuster exclusive interview with President Trump and John Katsimatidis talking about crime in America. Some really powerful things that he said about Letitia James, too, of course, who is investigating him. And we're also going to talk about some new details that are coming out about this repeat offender and what was in his background. This is the guy who attacked the woman who was on her way to work and attacked her after she blew him off on the subway train and she vicious, he viciously attacked her in the subway. We've seen the video. It's just so hard to watch. Um, some new stunning details, uh, that just make this case just more and more, uh, horrible and just, I think in so many ways, a reminder of why people who have a history of crime need to be paying the price, need to be held accountable. And these soft on crime DAs have got to go. It is crazy. Also, Liz Cheney saying that she may leave the GOP as if she's a member of the GOP. She's more of a Democrat than I think the Democrats are, especially on the January 6th committee. But Liz Cheney saying that she may leave the GOP if President Trump becomes the nominee for the Republican Party. And I think he's sounding more and more uh, like the guy to beat in 2024. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. Um, let's go to, let's go to Tony, line one. Tony, your thoughts about, uh, President Trump and Biden, uh, vis-a-vis, uh, especially Afghanistan and Russia. Well, I think that President Biden is on the take and that's the reason he's doing all this stuff. It's very simple. You rub my back, I'll rub yours. He got $30 million from the Chinese, and he's doing all this for payback. It's very simple. That's a great point. That's a great point. You think, what, the Hunter Biden or some sort of thing that we still have yet to explore, really? Yeah, I I think so. And I think when they hire all these IRS agents, the first thing they should do is investigate every politician in Washington, D.C., Check all of them out, where their money came from, and how much they have, and how much they had when they went in office. And when they get done with that, they ought to go after all the state legislatures and put put them on, on, on uh, uh, scrutiny and check their finances out. Yeah, find out. Follow the money, right, Tony? Follow right. the money trail. Right. Personally, I think the Chinese communists, they probably own half of Washington, D.C. right now. We well, don't even know it. Well, we do know that uh, they seem to have some good ties to Eric Swalwell. Remember uh, Fang Fang? That whole thing with that secret spy there? That was wild. But you're right. There's a lot of questions. And also, listen, Hunter Biden, questions about his ties to a Chinese energy company. Yet to be investigated. More after the break, everybody. 
This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Later on in this hour, we are going to be talking about some new details that make the case even more horrific of this repeat offender with a long arrest record who has finally been arrested. And he was arrested in connection with that brutal attack of that woman in a Queens, New York subway station. Everyone's been seeing the video all over the country, all over the world. It is just so horrible. And now the victim, this woman who just ignored his advances of this vagrant on a train, and then he started beating her, kicking her, punching her. I mean, it's just horrible to see. And she is now speaking out, fearing that she may never be able to see again, that she may lose sight in her eye, in her right eye, as a result of this vicious, brutal attack. And when you hear the rap sheet belonging to this guy, It is just nothing short of astounding that he was even free. It is horrible. And this is a guy who was tied to uh, killing his foster grandmother. I mean, it's just like the list goes on and on and on. And the writing was on the wall that this guy never should have been out. And yet he has been getting a pass after pass. And after finally brutally attacking this woman, uh, finally, There appears to be some justice, but it will never match what this woman went through and the pain that he inflicted on her. It's just it is out. It's astounding. And we're going to talk about that later on in the hour. Also, um, we're going to be playing a little bit more of this blockbuster interview with Donald Trump and John Katsimatidis exclusive interview that John did a little bit earlier today. It was fantastic, amazing and asked a lot of really interesting questions related to crime in the border. And we're going to get to that in a moment because, boy, what a contrast between Donald Trump and President Biden on the issues of crime and on the issues of so many things, because I was sitting there listening and going, Boy, it sounds a lot different than our current president and his open border policies and his soft on crime policies in so many ways. Meantime, also, by the way, Liz Cheney, she was planning on doing a January 6th hearing tomorrow, and it is now delayed. Uh, they say that it's because of January 6th uh, that they don't want to uh, be doing the hearing because of January 6th. Some people are suspecting that part of the reason was maybe they weren't ready Or maybe they were upset that the media would be so focused on the storm that they wouldn't be playing, you know, the play-by-play, if you will, of the January 6th committee hearings. Because that seems to be all Liz Cheney's into these days. Um, It's all Trump, 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 this sort of Trump derangement syndrome that we've talked about. But here is Liz Cheney basically saying that Republicans who are supporting Trump over what happened in Mar-a-Lago, the raid in Mar-a-Lago, that they've just lost their mind. I mean, this is supposed to be somebody who's a Republican. This is supposed to be someone who says that she's measured. No wonder she didn't get reelected in Wyoming. Take a listen. Here's a little bit of what she said at a Texas Tribune conference not too long ago. If you remember that the Republican Party has for so long uh, been the party of a strong national defense, you know, if you look at the, the party of Reagan, the party that you could count on to um, protect the nation and protect our secrets, 
and then you look at how many senior Republicans are going through contortions um, to try to defend the fact that the former president had stored, you know, in a desk drawer, apparently, in an unsecure storage room, in a resort, some of the most you know, documents that had the highest classification markings on them that we have uh, as a government, and that they're looking for ways to defend that behavior, that they're attacking the FBI agents who carried out the lawful search warrant. I think it's, it's the latest example of, um, of how fundamentally destructive Donald Trump has been. And then she made a pronouncement that I think a lot of you are going to go, oh, wait a minute, she is still a Republican? Again, she's more of a Democrat than the Democrats, especially on the January 6th committee, my goodness. She said, take a listen, if basically Trump is the nominee, she's leaving the GOP. A lot well, of I'm going to ask you, will you remain a Republican, regardless of what happens in the next election? Uh, I'm going to make sure Donald Trump... I'm going to do everything I can to make sure he's not the nominee. And if he is the nominee, I won't be a Republican. Okay. Thank you. Wow. So she's essentially saying if he's the nominee, I am leaving the Republican Party. I think the Republican Party's already left her. Because look at what she got in her home state of Wyoming. She got her butt kicked. You know? And the whole big race there. Harriet Hageman cleaned up clock. You know, I mean, it's like, wow. So, you know, I don't think Wyoming's or the GOP want her anymore. They just say this is clearly somebody who's got a vendetta. And in fact, I want to play a little more. This is cut 14 of Liz Cheney saying that she is on like sort of a sole mission. I mean, here she is. She's supposed to be representing Wyoming, but she has really clearly one mission in mind. Take a listen. And we have an obligation to make sure, and I certainly will do yeah. Whatever it takes to make sure Donald Trump isn't anywhere close to the Oval Office again. Right. And last, last thing on this. And if that means, if you determine between now and whatever point, that the best way for you to, to keep him from winning the presidency again is for you to seek it yourself, you're holding open the possibility. Uh, I will do whatever it takes to make sure he's never near the White House. Right, okay. Wow. I will do whatever it takes to make sure he is not the nominee. And she hasn't ruled out that she herself may run. They were asking her again a whole bunch of questions, and she herself did not rule that out. So Trump is going to be getting incoming from all different directions, all the lawsuits and everything else, as well as Liz Cheney, should he decide to run in 2024. And yet it's not stopping President Trump um, in terms of fighting for what he believes is right. And take a listen. Here's a little bit of the interview that he did recently, uh, just a few hours ago, with John Katsimatidis, the exclusive interview with President Trump, where John asked him about crime in New York and what he also thinks of Letitia James. Take a listen. I've been told by the NYPD, the police commissioner, et cetera, et cetera, there's 3,000 Repeat violent criminals uh, in New York. Repeat violent criminals. In other words, I don't care about the guy that comes and steals a loaf of bread because they're hungry. But violent criminals have been arrested five times, ten times, fifteen times. And I, I've said to the people in Albany, why, why are we not defending and talking for the eight and a half million New Yorkers that love New York, and we're defending the three thousand 
repeat violent yeah. criminals. And you're in New York so, all your life. Tell us. I mean, does it make any sense at all? So sad what's happened to New York. New York State. I mean, you look at this Letitia James. She's a disaster. Uh, she spends years going after me uh, that she said, oh, I may be misrepresented to banks, which, frankly, I didn't. And all of her staff, the number of people, and, and she goes after me. On by the way, banks that are fully paid, they're totally satisfied, happy. They got their money back. All the money in the – and in the meantime, we have murderers going down, walking down the street. It's just horrible. She's a horror show. She's so bad. She doesn't care about violent crime. She doesn't care about anything except trying to use Trump's name to get elected. And she's a disaster, and everybody knows it. She's done a terrible job. But people like her, Letitia James, are causing a tremendous problem in New York. And New York's not the same place. I have so many friends, they don't want to go there anymore. And they're leaving New York. You're staying. <laughs> You're one of the people that are staying. But people are leaving New York by the tens of thousands. And you have a lot of wealthy people leaving New York, and they're the ones that give it the money so that it can function. And if this continues, I don't know what's going to happen to New York, but you go down the streets and you look at the state and just not New York City. It's all over the state. The crime is just incredible in Democrat-run areas. And Letitia James has done absolutely nothing on violent crime. She wants nothing to do with it. I worry. It's a disaster. And imagine if President Trump right now was in office, he would be like, Alvin Bragg, what the heck is wrong with you? Krasner in Philadelphia, what the heck is wrong with you? Gascon, the other DA in Los Angeles, what the heck is wrong with you? He'd be calling them all out by name and calling them loony kazuni and say they got to go. And I think 99% of America, the rational ones, would be cheering with him. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Pete on line five. Pete, your thoughts about uh, about President Trump. He sounds like a candidate. Oh, definitely. And I don't think he should show his cards. He should do a poker face right now. The interview, I am glued to the radio. First of all, I look forward to you coming on every night. I listen every night. But with John Caspertides, with this interview, I couldn't think of a you know better person to, to do the interview and you to do the experts. I am listening. I am glued to the T radio. I have... Backup radios in case one goes dead. I've got another one. i got a backup phone. Renee's going, I'm crazy. i got my feet soaking in ice water because I don't want to fall asleep, and I haven't been to bed in about 24 hours because we had some issues with the family. So but we're, we're, keep, we're keeping you up. We're keeping you up oh, no, because I'm, it's the Trump interview, it. Pete. Right. i got to put two to my eyes to keep me awake for sure. No, I mean, I love it. This is my president. Uh, I, I think the world, I idolize him. I want to see him back because we got to straighten up with this crime and stuff. It's running rampant. I mean, I, I'm pretty well uh, a guy that can handle myself, but I go out of the store, the house, my wife could tell you, I'm ready for war. I'm ready to protect myself, my wife, and my family. Well, you know what's interesting, Pete, when you hear President Trump, he just sounds like the role of a president, which is first and foremost a commander-in-chief. I mean, he sounds like someone who there is clarity with him, you know, with his answers. There's clarity about protecting our borders. There's clarity about protecting our cities. There's clarity about defending our military and our law enforcement. 
And it, it just reminds you even more so of the president we have now. And what a sharp contrast, Pete, from what we have now to what we had and what may be running soon after the midterms. Total night and day between the two of them. And Trump loves this country so much he's giving back. I mean, look at him. He could do anything. He could go anywhere in the world. I mean, he could fly to the moon and Mars on those ships that are going back and forth. I still want to hear if they shot down that asteroid. Man, what's that going to be? Biden set this up. I've been hearing about asteroid coming for the last 30 years, and it hasn't come yet. You know, and they're, they're hyping that up. You well, know? you know, the thing is, Pete, he's not doing a good work, a good job on this planet. So he's trying to figure out maybe he can do more. Maybe he can do more damage on another planet. What do you think? <laughs> that is funny. Oh, that's the truth, Rita. You got you hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> I knew you'd like oh. that one, Pete. Thank oh, I you, love it. Pete. Thank you very thank much. You. You're awesome, my friend. Thanks so much. Let's go to Judith, line one. Judith, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Listen, Biden didn't surrender uh, Afghanistan. What he did was he colluded with China. And I could tell you something. He's been on China's payroll. Never mind Hunter Biden with his son, whatever, thirty-one million. You know that in 2017, Biden opened up a Biden Center. It's a whole name university in Pennsylvania. He's gotten over $100 million from Chinese sources, okay? He's on the payroll. He had it on a silver platter. I have to tell you something. China has been paying the Taliban, and they're planning on mining in Afghanistan because Afghanistan is rich in all these things because it's going to be part of the batteries and everything. And let me listen. President Trump, Cash Patel, and Mike Pompeo, they were working very hard on a peaceful withdrawal that would protect all interests. But Biden ignored it all because he's on China's payroll. He gave everything up. Have you heard of it? The, the Grom Airport, it was the brains and the protection against the Taliban. He gave everything intact, everything. I'm telling you, he colluded because he's working for China, not for us. And how scary is that, that he has handed Bagram with uh, the biggest runway, with now, as you point out, also all those raw materials that are there, also the nuclear processing plant, the nuclear plant that's not that far away. Um, it's stunning. I mean, it was bad enough, you know, when we heard the stories, of course, about the billions of dollars of U.S. equipment that were left behind and the fact that they left Americans behind and our allies behind. I mean, all of that was bad enough. And now to hear this, this was the first time I really realized of the significance of what a strategic disaster it was for us and what a strategic advantage it was for China. And it was pretty clear uh, from this interview as to where the huge benefits are for China. I, I mean, it's, it's like, uh, are we working for America or are we working for China? I mean, anybody who knew that would be able to say this is not a smart decision in any shape or form. Um, let's go to Benny real quick. Benny, line eight. Benny, your thoughts. Hey, how you doing, Rita? Good, good, good. What did you think? What do you think of what we're talking about in terms of how Putin saw a big win when we pulled out of Afghanistan, and China obviously saw a windfall too. Rita, I'm gonna tell it to you in five points. Point number one: the biggest weapon they're using against us is humiliation. There's no counterpoint to humiliation, but more humiliation. That's it. Second thing, to give up that base with all that equipment, oh, my Lord, that is terrible. Next, Biden's been on that payroll for God knows how long. 
I don't understand. How come nobody never said that it did nothing? Well, well part of it, hey, listen, Benny, part of the reason is that it's Republicans need to get in control of at least the House to be able to sort of start some of these hearings because the Democrats don't want to expose anything like that. If there's something there, that's the last thing they're going to be looking into. They want to, you know, uh, make it cushy, cushy for their president. They're certainly not going to be investigating it, but they're not even investigating anything tied to questionable financial deals on the Democrats. They're not even investigating the Wuhan lab that uh, may be responsible for, you know, who knows what. But it's not even being looked into. I mean, it, it's astounding to me, um, the free pass that even fellow Democrats are giving of their president, of Fauci. I mean, there's so many things that you think about if the Republicans are in control that they will start to look at and maybe give the American public the answers that I think so many of us deserve. Um, but you're right. It's outrageous what happened in Afghanistan. There are so many questions. And I thought this interview just uh, expanded on it in so many ways. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. More from President Trump after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, Liz Cheney says she's got a lot of dirty laundry on President Trump. She says, first of all, she's going to maybe leave the GOP if he's the nominee. I think she's leaving the party. But here is Liz Cheney talking about the January 6th committee. It was supposed to be tomorrow. They delayed it because of the hurricane. Uh, but they are still going strong for addition. What is it? 10,000 <laughs> number six of the uh, January 6th committee. But here she is talking about whether or not she wants Trump to come before the committee. Would you like President Trump to testify? Uh, any, uh... <laughs> Let me say that uh, any interaction that Donald Trump has with the committee will be under oath and subject to penalties of perjury. And she's wondering why many Republicans don't want to have anything to do with her. 1-800-848-9222. Should she be focused on the economy, crime, inflation? What about President Biden's crazy policy about moving us solely away from oil and energy independence? I mean, it is a disaster for the economy, and we're seeing it over and over again. 1-800-848-9222. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to John, uh, line five. John, your thoughts about this? Hey, John, are you there? John, call us back. We we can't hear you. Call us back. Uh, let's go to Denise, line one. Denise, your thoughts? Hi, Rita. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Very powerful interview with President Trump. Encouraging and uplifting. President Trump sounds presidential with an understanding and vision to defend and restore our country. I do personally believe, though, that aside from Trump's outstanding rallies, where we turn to him and show extraordinary support and showing our faith in him to restore our nation, it is equally our responsibility to get out 
in the midterms, vote and to highlight our part to work with him. That's an interesting point. Get out and vote. The midterms are key. We're going to continue after the break. Denise, thank you very much. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a powerful story coming from Waterford, Ohio, where a veteran was honored with a surprise award for his service to the community. Tom Leach was given the Hometown Hero Award in a surprise celebration as he was out with other veterans and his family before a local sports game. He's a longtime local resident there in Waterford, Ohio, and he served in the Navy for many years before returning to the area. He's receiving the award for his continued service to veterans in the area as well as giving back to the community. He said, over the years, I just volunteered, not for awards or anything, but I volunteered so I could give back to my community, help out youth sports, and also help out the American Legion. And what a beautiful thing to see that he is honored for his work helping veterans, by the way, not just with their physical issues, but also mental health as well. And wonderful to see that he is being recognized in Ohio as a hometown hero. And I love that they picked a local veteran and someone who's also giving back to other veterans as well. And that's why we always love doing this segment here on the Rita Cosby Show, our Support Our Heroes segment. Well, President Trump, who was interviewed today by John Katsimatidis, uh, it was a fabulous interview. And I want to play another clip here where John Katsimatidis asked him about crime in New York. Of course, President Trump, a native New Yorker, And what is his reaction to crime that is skyrocketing in New York and around the country? And also, what does he think of Letitia James, who's investigating him and his kids now and his businesses now? Take a listen. I've been told by the NYPD, the police commissioner, et cetera, et cetera, there's 3,000 repeat violent criminals uh, in New York. Repeat. Violent criminals. In other words, I don't care about the guy that comes and steals a loaf of bread because they're hungry. But violent criminals that have been arrested five times, ten times, fifteen times. And I, I've said to the people in Albany, why, why are we not defending and talking for the eight and a half million New Yorkers that love New York and we're defending the 3,000 repeat violent yeah. criminals? And you're a New Yorker Sorry. all your life. Tell us. I mean, does it make any sense at all? So sad what's happened to New York, New York State. I mean, you look at this Letitia James. She's a disaster. Uh, she spends years going after me uh, that she said, oh, I may be misrepresented to banks, which, frankly, I didn't. And all of her staff, the number of people, and, and she goes after me. On by the way, banks that are fully paid, they're totally satisfied, happy. They got their money back. All the money in the and in the meantime, we have murderers going down, walking down the street. It's just horrible. She's a horror show. She's so bad. She doesn't care about violent crime. She doesn't care about anything except trying to use Trump's name to get elected. And she's a disaster. And everybody knows that she's done a terrible job. But people like her, Letitia James, are causing a tremendous problem. 
in New York. And New York's not the same place. I have so many friends, they don't want to go there anymore. And they're leaving New York. You're staying. <laughs> You're one of the people that are staying. But people are leaving New York by the tens of thousands. And you have a lot of wealthy people leaving New York. And they're the ones that give it the money so that it can function. And if this continues, I don't know what's going to happen to New York. But you go down the streets and you look at the state and just not New York City. It's all over the state. The crime is just incredible in Democrat-run areas. And Letitia James has done absolutely nothing on violent crime. She wants nothing to do with it. I worry. It's a disaster. And we are talking about crime all over the country, but also one of the worst cases that I think is really being spotlighted today across the nation is this case in New York. And we're getting more details about this horrific attack about this vagrant, this homeless guy who was trying to make some advance on a woman on a train on a subway in New York and Queens. She gets off the subway and then he chases after her and you see him for no reason whatsoever starting to beat her and pummel her. And it is one of the most horrific attacks captured on videotape. The whole country is talking about it because, first off, it is brutal. It's terrible to watch. It's it's just so tough to see. And you see also just a bystander trying to help at some point, and then the, the homeless guy stops attacking the woman and chases after the other guy for a brief moment. The guy runs away. I hope that he went and got other help, I hope. I wish he had done a little more to try to stop him because then he goes back to the woman and starts beating her again. And it is one of the most horrible things to watch. And it also epitomizes the soft on crime policies that are in our justice system today, because we're getting more details about this guy. And the more you hear about this guy, Waheed Foster, 41 years old, the more disheartening it is and the more disturbing it is and the more emblematic of what is clearly a very broken justice system, not in New York, but in many of these Democratic-led cities across the country. Case in point, this guy, not only are we finding out that he had a rap sheet a mile long with at least seven different priors, but we're now finding out that when he was just 14 years old, he beat his grandmother to death, his grandmother who he was living with, And she had 20 broken ribs, a stab wound in the leg, a punctured liver. um, And he was later convicted of this brutal attack. It's not clear how long he served, but then he got out again and clearly had other attacks against other people. Other women, too, as well. He clearly was a threat to society. Um, He also uh, arrested was arrested in 2010 for stabbing a 50 year old woman in the cheek and shoulder uh, that occurred at a mental institution where he punched two other people. It's like the list goes on and on and on. And clearly he has mental issues. But at some point you have to say that this guy is a complete danger to society and never should have seen the light of day. And the fact that he was out loose after he killed his grandmother, then sent to another location where he attacked another woman, then sent to another location where he attacked somebody else. This totally epitomizes how broken our justice system is, and we have to get tough on crime. At some point, we have to say, if somebody has clearly mental issues and has such horrible, violent tendencies and repeat tendencies as we're seeing here, 
They shouldn't be out on the streets. To me, there's no gray. We can't start saying, oh, gosh, we feel sorry for this person. Let's give them another chance. His grandmother didn't have another chance. These other people that he attacked have been scarred for life at the mental facility. Clearly, he's got a lot of mental issues. And I feel like, yeah, he should have help, but he also should not see the light of day. This is a guy who is a menace to society, and we have to stop fooling ourselves that these people deserve a slap on the wrist and that they should go back out to, what, attack somebody else? Clearly, this guy was a repeat offender over and over again, and the system obviously did not protect the victims in this case. And the fact that he attacked somebody else again, the writing was on the wall. It was clear that this guy was a menace to society. And it's time that we get tough on these criminals. And it's time that we start calling out these judges who are allowing repeat offenders like this guy to get out to basically, you know, attack society because this was an accident that was waiting to happen. This was an attack that was waiting to happen. To me, it's clear this guy had a pattern. It is a blaring neon sign. And this guy is a menace to society and never should have been let out. And yet over and over and over again. And it reminds me of the case also of the guy on the New York subway. Remember who opened fire and and shot all those people not that long ago? You looked at his rap sheet. It was a mile long. What are we doing? Why are we coddling criminals and penalizing good citizens who every day have a a deserve to feel free, deserve to feel safe. And yet they have no idea that this person next to them has this long rap sheet and this huge violent rap sheet. I mean, what are we supposed to say? Okay, we can't ride the subways anymore. We can't walk down the street anymore. Why are the criminals given free reign and the victims are being victimized over and over again? This has to stop. Well, here is N.J. Burkett of WABC 7 News talking about this guy's background. Take a listen. In 1995, law enforcement sources say Foster was arrested for murdering his 82-year-old foster grandmother in a brutal beating at the age of 14. Six years later, he's arrested for stabbing his 21-year-old sister with a screwdriver. And in 2010, arrested for attacking three workers at the Creedmoor Psychiatric Center where he was an inpatient. He was on parole at the time of last week's attack. Great. He was on parole. And by the way, he was supposed to be on parole. They said, I think it was till at least 2024. Great parole, right? That was for the 2018, 2010 attack uh, of stabbing his sister. So let's not forget he also killed his grandmother. It's like, is there anybody else he has to endanger before we lock him up and throw away the key? My goodness. And think about the effects on the victims over and over again. Take a listen. Here is the victim uh, of that attack, Elizabeth Gomes, who talked to CBS describing just how terrorized she was. Do you know how scared I am now? I was never person to be scared. Uh, and this is the woman who was working. She was on her way to work at the airport. It's five in the morning and she kind of ignored this guy, the homeless guy on the uh, train, and then he runs after her and brutally beats her down. The video is just, everybody's playing it all over the country. It is so horrific. And she says that at that point, despite uh, comments from the mayor and a lot of people who've said that they were putting you know, law enforcement in every single subway station in New York, uh, there were no authorities in the area, she says. Take a listen. Every 
today is an incident in the subway. What happened to all these police officers? They said they will have there to protect us, to be there. There's like nobody to be found. I, I don't understand. And she also said that she is scarred physically and mentally for life. And also she's worried that she may lose her eyesight from the right. beatdown. Take a listen. Even leave my house. I don't even want to take the train. You know, I love my job so much. And a part of me, like, it doesn't even want to go back. Wow. Scared to leave her house and afraid to go back to her job. That's if she's even able to see again, because she there's a chance she may lose her sight and one or both eyes as a result of this brutal beatdown by a homeless vagrant who killed his grandmother, attacked his sister, beat other women and others, has a rap sheet a mile long and never should have been out on the streets to begin with. The system failed this woman, and now she's afraid to continue her daily life, as are so many other people, too, because they saw it. Everybody's seeing the video. Who wants to go to big cities across this country when they see that that's what happens? They want people to go back on the subway and feel safe. How would any woman right now feel safe after you see that video of that vagrant? How many times you see a homeless person on many streets across America not knowing if this is somebody who has a long criminal rap sheet that includes multiple assaults and also murder now? murder of his own grandmother this is clearly a deranged human being that does not deserve to be back out on the streets 1-800-848-9222 uh let's go to william um william your thoughts on line three what do you what do you make it's just so horrible to hear this yes miss rita um a lot of folks would see prosecutors like alvin bragg as bleeding heart, misguided liberals. I would argue that they're taking orders from higher powers. Notice how many of these folks take money from the Open Society Foundation. Now, have you ever heard of the Hungarian dialect? Yeah, you know what? I haven't, but I'm not sure where you're going. Let's stay focused. Problem, reaction, solution. How How do you bring about an authoritarian control system and collapse the beacon of freedom worldwide? Yeah, you create a crisis. That's a collapse of civil society. That's a collapse of the currency. You start unnecessary wars with Russia. You collapse the currency. You collapse civil society in the cities by letting criminals out of jail, much like the Bolsheviks did in Russia. Well, by and by the way, uh, the fact that they do not see concerned with law and order, um, to me, that is a huge, huge issue, just as you're talking about. It's the lawlessness, and it's who in their right mind would say, Oh, let's put this guy back out. I mean, granted, when he first did this horrible attack on his grandmother, he was 14. He was a juvenile. So that's why it's unclear exactly how long he served, if at all. I mean, we don't even know that he served time for that. Uh, but then he also was on parole for another attack that happened. So clearly he's had multiple attacks. Who in their right mind? I, I would love to know, like, who are the judges that actually saw this case and said, Let's give this guy another chance. I I mean, this guy is a classic case of a violent, uh, mentally deranged person who just doesn't deserve the help at this point. You know, I I mean, at one point, do we say, God, we got to protect society first? 
Uh, Let's go to Douglas, line four. Douglas, your thoughts. Uh, Hi, Rita. How are you? Good. Um, Good evening. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about about such a horrible thing. But isn't the MTA a state agency? The state of New York is running it. And therefore, it would be more the governor's responsibility to keep us safe. Oh, yeah. Well, it's both. Because, you know, also Adams is also assigned to, you know, putting NYPD in patrol there. So he has talked about making sure that there would be at least one, if not two, potentially uh, law enforcement at every subway place. Um, but but it's a multiple. The, you bring up a good point that there's a lot of layers to this where security has failed. And the fact that there was no security, this woman claims there was no police to be found. The one thing I keep asking to Douglas, let me just ask you a question as a guy. If you saw somebody beating down a woman, we don't know if he had a weapon. We, we haven't heard that he had a weapon. Um, but he was beating her, you know, obviously he knocked her to the ground suddenly, took her totally off guard. He's pummeling her and pounding her. Um, I'm kind of shocked that this guy tried to intervene and then got scared off quickly. And then from what we see, he didn't come back. Maybe he did. I don't know. Maybe he did or maybe he went and got help. Maybe he did something. Um, but I'm a little surprised that he didn't try to do something else because the guy did stop beating her and started turning his attention to the guy. Maybe he was a little scared at that point. Oh, my God, what is he going to do? Um, and you don't know who else was in the subway. It was five in the morning. Maybe it was just, the you know, two or three of them. What would you have done if this had happened? I like to help people. But then again, you know, we're at very hard times nowadays. What's in it for me? Oh, Doug, you can't tell me that. Please don't say that to me. I, I want to have faith that uh, that chivalry's not dead. You know, oh my goodness, you know, what's in it for you? What's in it for you is doing the right thing in this particular case. Uh, but, but it is, it is tough times, but still, you got to stand up for what's right and stop when a monster is beating somebody else. Um, let's go to John in Delaware. John, your thoughts about this case? It's so horrible. Oh, yeah, it is horrible. I drive an 18 wheeler. I see these kind of things all the time in big cities like Chicago, New York City. And I couldn't imagine why they would let someone such as that person out on parole for the first time, especially if he did something as a juvenile. That's a clear sign of mental illness. It is. It is. But that's where, you know, that's where these things get tricky. They say, okay, it's mental illness. It's a juvenile. The two points that you just brought up. And that's where they tend to go fairly lenient, saying, okay, well, maybe after some time and some help, this person can be rehabilitated. Um, so I think, first of all, just like you said, the crime was so horrific um, that that should have been an enormous red flag. I mean, it's you, you kill your grandmother. It's just, it's just unthinkable. And then they give him another chance and they obviously gave him enough to get him out because he committed multiple other crimes. I mean, that's what's astounding to me is that, first off, the first crime is horrible enough. It's unthinkable. And then multiple, multiple, multiple um, there's at least seven in his background. And to me, this is this is just it's shocking, John. It, it really is. And every time I keep thinking it's not going to get worse when I see somebody's rap sheet. This is one of the worst I've ever seen. And the fact that this poor woman is now wondering if she's ever going to see again, too scared to go to work um, there there. It's like such a disregard for human life. There are some people who I just think you got to lock them up and throw away the key. Your thoughts, John? Yeah, I agree with that. I've 
I've seen situations such as that. And for the woman, and she got assaulted like that, and you saying chivalry, not dead. It's not dead, but it'll get you put in jail if you do step in in cities like New York and Chicago to defend somebody else. Well, that's a, you know, that's a powerful point. John, thank you very much. Cause I think of the bodega guy, remember, who's defending himself and then he gets charged. And it wasn't until the uproar that the charges dropped against him. We'll continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And by the way, everybody, remember on Friday nights, we do our new segment called Rita's Ringers because we always include some of the interesting calls that we get through the week. So keep your calls coming and see if you make it to Rita's Ringers. We play them on Friday night, and we always love hearing from all of you guys. It's hard to choose because we get so many great callers. You guys are so terrific, and you make the show just so amazing. We always love your calls. Keep them coming. And tune in on Friday nights to see if you make it to the weekly Rita's Ringers segment. And everybody, we're continuing to talk about this horrible case of this repeat offender. And I don't even want to say offender. I just consider he's a monster. When you look at the background of this guy, killed his grandmother when he was 14, attacked his sister, attacked a whole bunch of other people. And he was able to walk free and attack this woman at 5 in the morning, who was going to work in Queens, and you just see the videotape of him pummeling her. It is horrible, horrible, horrible. And I contend it is a perfect example of why some people just should be thrown in prison and never to see the light of day. This guy epitomizes it. Let's go to Patty, line four. Patty, your thoughts about this. Oh, Rita, God bless you. Thank you for taking the call. Um, I, I really don't have much to say. But um, it, it's horrible what happened. Uh, this young woman, uh, she I think she was a guard, and perhaps she was in good shape. And that may have saved her life, that she was able to get up and um, uh, as such. And then a, a gentleman came, seemed like he came to help her. Right, but then, he ran, but then he ran away um, because the guy chased after him. Um, but, but you bring up a good point. Let's pray that she recuperates. She's worried now of losing her eye. And, of course, our thoughts or prayers are with her and everybody in New York City on the subways. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.